It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Astroline. Astroline is the official hot stove radio program of the Astros, and it's brought to you by Carbock Brewing, of course, our official sponsor. And another sponsor, as you know, is Plucker's Wing Bar, located on 1400 North Shepherd. Best wings in town and coolest sports bar you'll see. Hi, everyone. I'm Steve Sparks. Uh, I'm joined uh, by Jeff Blum. Uh, Blummer, you're... You got uh, you're bundled up at home right now. We're not at Pluckers this week, but uh, we're going to do this ad lib style, uh, this Astroline version of the hot stove. Yeah, doing what we can to get it back to the Astro fans that are hopefully uh, you know trying to stay as warm as they possibly can until this uh, this week passes by. But uh, it is the hot stove, and it is spring training, and uh, there is hope in the air. I think for all 30, 30 teams across Major League Baseball, and now that pitchers and catchers are showing up. And uh, guys are starting to file down to their prospective spring training sites. It gives a lot of uh, energy and hope into the situation that we're here, you know, living in here in uh, Houston. I hope everybody's doing well, and I hope you're doing well too, Sparky. Thanks, buddy. Well, yeah, we ho- we hope everybody's safe. We hope you're warm, and I hope this hour of baseball talk can take a little load off. And we've had a tough week here in Texas, but we can dream a little bit now with the mitts popping in Florida, and, and that's always a great thing. And uh, the media today, Blummer, got a chance to talk to Dusty Baker. Uh, one of the things uh, he talked about, uh, not taking things for granted, because uh, one of the media members asked Dusty Baker, uh, because of the pandemic and because of a lot of his personal losses with friends who have passed away, uh, he's he's not going to take anything for granted right now. And we can all relate to that, can't we? Yeah, we really can, especially, you know, considering the pandemic and then considering what the state of Texas is going through right now. I think that we've all learned to uh, maybe reprioritize things a little bit and uh, respect each other a little bit more. And it's kind of interesting, uh, you know, Dusty is all before all of this. We knew that Dusty had a certain perspective on the game of baseball and life itself, just considering everything he's been through and as long as he's been on this planet. And uh, so we've always appreciated his opinion, but it's always great to have that kind of calming, soothing, understanding perspective voice in a clubhouse that will come out and say, yes, you know what? We have high expectations, but at the same time, we need to kind of temper that a little bit and realize that there are some bigger issues at hand right now. And you talked about some of the people that, you know, that he has lost in his inner circle. Mm-hmm. How, those people that he's lost are legitimate legends in the world of baseball and oh, yeah. in life itself. So that's what's been amazing that it's affected us, but it's really affected Dusty Baker and maybe gives him a little more, uh, you know, knowledge moving forward, not just in uh, his life, but in the career and maybe given some of that information to the players in his clubhouse right now. You know, every day is important. Uh, things that, you know, I wasn't bothered by a lot of things in the past, but even less bothered now because a lot of this that you realize is out of your control. And uh, and it makes you more appreciative of, you know, of family, of friends and and close ones. And, uh, you know, like you, um, what it's done is I don't postpone if I feel like I should call somebody. And because there's a couple of times during the winter, I said, oh, I'll call them tomorrow. And then tomorrow I get the news that that person had passed or was sick or something. So 
if I feel it, I do it. And uh, this, that's going to be kind of my mantra for the year. You know, if you feel it, then then do it because you're usually right. And that's Dusty Baker, man. What, what a smart, wise man and a great leader. So uh, he also talked about uh, the bait and switch that we all went through when, when the Astros signed Michael Brantley back. But that was pretty funny, wasn't it? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, he always puts things much better than I think a lot of us actually do. And uh, the bait and switch is actually a pretty good comparison because yeah. a lot of us were in shock when George left. And then it was, you know, double the shock when you hear that Michael Brantley might be going, but then you get the relief of Michael Brantley coming back. But uh, baseball is a range of emotions. And in an era where loyalty is tough to come by, it's it's nice to mm. see that uh, Michael Brantley is a guy that's coming back and going to wear that blue and orange again. Oh, I was super thrilled because like, I was, I was, I was just making a call to Michael to, to tell him, you know, I'm gonna miss him just like George, but you know, and I guess you and George are going as a package. Cause I'd heard he was going to, to Toronto and I, re- I don't think I've ever seen, you know, two friends and quality players go as a package. And then next thing I know, I got a call that he was signed. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, what a, what a, a big change of emotions. And, uh, you know, I would have loved to have both of them back, but I'm glad that, that we have one of them back. And uh, Michael's a big part of this ball club, not only as a player, but as a person and one of the real leaders on this team. So everybody excited to have Michael Brantley back. Uh, George Springer did leave. And I think Dusty's going to caution everybody. Hey, uh, not one person can make up uh, for the loss of a George Springer, but maybe a couple of guys can step up. Uh, what do you think about that, Jeff? Yeah, and he probably meant that in several different ways. I know the first thing you're going to think about is who's going to lead off for the team and provide that instant power, that 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 instant threat at the top of a lineup to yeah. uh, put the pitcher on their heels to start a ball game. But at the same time, you know what is George bringing? Not just offensively, he's an outstanding defensive uh, center fielder, but he was also a guy who you know started Club Astro back in the day in 2014-15. So he's brought the energy and he's brought the excitement. Uh, no matter how well he's been playing, he's always been the one constant in that clubhouse. He's always brought everybody up around him. And I think that's probably uh, probably the most noticeable, if you're playing on that team, but that's probably the most noticeable thing yeah. that's going to be missing is that that joy, that joy that George brings. So that's an identity, right? And yeah. you played on a lot of different teams where you guys lost players and you think, man, it's just not going to be the same. But you develop a new identity. Every every team seems to have a, a different type of culture. And, and I know George is going to be gone. He was very popular. But I think it's time, you know, for a couple of these other players to step up, don't you? Absolutely. You know, George really took the reins in leading this ball club both on and off the field. But like you just said, you know, where that void is, opportunity yeah. is created. And you're not going to step in and fill the void necessarily and be another George Springer, but it's an opportunity maybe for another personality and most notably guys who are going to be around for a while. The two names that pop up are Alex Bregman and Jose Altuve, who have extended contracts and will, will be with the Astros for an extended amount of time. And then there's the, you know, the wild card is Carlos Correa, a guy who really stepped up in, uh, you know, the beginning of 2020 when uh, the scandal started to hit. He became a voice and a leader. He wasn't afraid to uh, step out in front of the cameras and out in front of the team and be that guy. And uh, maybe he becomes that guy. But there is opportunity for this team to really, you know, grow a little bit and maybe create their a new identity like you're talking about, Sparky. I have a question about Carlos Correa in particular. He's a player who's a free agent after the end of the season. Will he have to pull back the reins as a leader a little bit just because he doesn't have that security knowing he's going to be here next year? 
Um, I think it could go either way. You know, it could yeah. be a situation where he kind of pulls back and says, okay, I'm not sure what the future holds. I'm going to go out there and take care of my own business. And we know that even though that sounds like an individual statement, if Carlos is a guy who goes out there and takes care of his own business, he's going to be a team leader offensively. And that's only going to help the Astros chances to win the West again. And the other side is, is what if he just goes out there and says, screw it, I'm going to go out there and be the guy. I want to be the guy. And I want to prove to the organization that I can lead this team and I can lead this organization. And therefore maybe that, you know, maybe that encourages Jim Crane a little bit or uh, James Click to go out there and say, you know what? Correa's proved his worth. Let's give him a contract and keep him here for a while. You never know. Yeah, that's a tough guy to replace. And, um, you know, I was just getting to know George, you know. Uh, and uh, I heard from him, and I contacted him a couple times uh, uh, to say congratulations. And, you know, I mean, he's a quality guy. Um, it's, it's tough to replace those guys. So um, you're not going to replace him by – with one man, they're going to have to replace him by, by, you know, other people stepping up, you know, to try to replace George. Um, uh, it's a, you know, it's a situation where we're looking for a surprise. I mean, like I've always said that every spring, I'm looking for a surprise player, looking for a surprise uh, pitcher that you weren't counting on that got it together over the winter or, or got stronger or, or just put everything together. And so, you know, we got our eyes wide open. There are some, some, some spots and some jobs, you know, to be won. And, um, you know, you're not in the giveaway business, but, you know, we're in the earn it business and uh, we're going to give some guys a chance to, you know, to earn their, their keep. All right. We just heard Dusty Baker talk about they're looking for a couple of uh, surprise players. And we know every great team seems to have a surprise player or two, but I don't want to ask you who your surprise player prediction is right now. Let's wait till the end of the show so we can keep some folks here to listen to a couple <laughs> of commercials. Is that all right with you? Oh, we'll keep it, Mom. I'm good with that. Sounds good. Hey, fans, not sure what to expect from 2021? Hey, us either. How about flexibility? The February Flex Plan is a voucher-based plan that allows you to select up to four tickets to any available game up until the first pitch. The plan comes with 20 or 40 vouchers and the opportunity to choose. It doesn't get better than that. Visit Astros.com slash ticket plans to learn more. All right, sounds great. We'll be back with more of Astroline. Todd Callis got a chance to have an extensive conversation with pitching guru Brent Strom right after this. Looking for a great place to bring your friends and family? Head on over to Carbach Brewing for some fresh craft beer and damn good eats. With our on-site restaurant and sprawling beer garden, there's always something for everyone to enjoy. So grab a Love Street Blonde or a Hopadillo IPA and kick back and relax. And keep up with all of our events by following us on social media at Carbach Brewing. Carbach Brewing Company is the proud sponsor of Asherline. Discover the Palm Beaches. Experience legendary hospitality in Florida's golf capital with special rates at the area's best resorts. Miles of uncrowded beaches stretch from Jupiter to Boca Raton. Small cities and beach towns are waiting for you to explore. More than 160 sun-soaked golf courses are inviting you to play. Start planning your next trip at thepalmbeaches.com. Welcome back to Astro Line, presented by Pluckers. Glad to be joined by Brent Straw, the Astros pitching coach. Big day. Pitchers and catchers report. Strami, that's always an exciting day for you, I would think. 
Yeah, you know, especially this year, there's going to be a lot of new faces that uh, that uh, I've been filled in by our minor league people, and uh, a lot of good young arms are coming. It's always an exciting time. I think we're going to have to rein them in a little bit because I know they're going to come in ready to throw 100 miles an hour from the first day. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting to have the combination of the veterans that kind of kind of know what the gig is and the young guys. So uh, we'll we'll, uh, we'll find a way to get everybody done. What happens on that first day? Obviously, a lot of these guys have been in prior to the first official day, but what, what happens on that first day the pitchers and catchers are allowed to report? Well, the first day, I've already uh, kind of done the schedule up until I think the first three games of spring training. Uh, and so the first day is basically a, uh, an orientation day, uh, kind of some of the rules and regulations. I do make them be aware uh, in a meeting that uh, our primary focus is to get the major league pitchers ready to pitch in the big leagues and that I will fill in with the new guys to get them some exposure as much as possible. That usually takes place early in spring training. I kind of slow walk the, the veteran guys. Uh, uh, I'm a big believer in that the veteran guys know themselves better than I do. And uh, so I talk to them a little bit about how many outings they want, uh, when they want to do their back to back, if they want to do a, a one plus type thing. Uh, but with the, with the young guys, uh, their job is to uh, be ready. They've all been aware they're going to pitch early. And they have to come in ready to pitch uh, from the first game, which is going to be on the 20, I think it's the 28th or so, mm -hmm. our first game uh, against uh, the Marlins. And, uh, and then we roll from there. So when you say you have things slotted up all the way through the first three games of the spring, that means you already know who you want to go in those first three games. At what point in the spring do you try and line things up to get ready for opening day on April 1? Well, what I do is I work backwards. So uh, let's say Granke's going to pitch the first game of the season in Oakland. I will work backwards from there. Uh, hopefully I can get, uh, most of the times the starters will get either between five and six outings uh, before the opening day. Obviously a guy like uh, Granke is going to probably pitch in the rotation ahead of uh, Javier or Nikiti. So there's a chance that Nikiti and Javier might get six outings uh, where the other three uh, being Valdez, McCullers, and Greinke would, would get five. Uh, but I'll discuss it with them and uh, see when they want to have their one, – one thing I do do is I, I give them one extra day in between about the middle of spring training, so they have five full days off as before. But our goal is to, to build them up, to, to ramp them up to, uh, you know, six innings or so at the end. Uh, I'm a firm believer you don't need to pitch nine innings in spring training to go nine innings. Uh, but um, each one of them have come in. I've talked to all of them. I've talked to everybody. We have 39 pitchers in camp. So uh, it's, uh, it's, it's a boatload of people given the, the situation. And then have to deal with the COVID uh, restrictions. It's going to be uh, patience is going to be the key word uh, for everybody. Astros pitching coach extraordinaire Brent Strom joining us on Astro Live presented by Carbox. Stromy, I know for you and every other pitching coach around baseball, I would think one of the big challenges this year is being able to extend guys coming off the shortened season. How much has that been a topic of conversation for you, whether it's with other pitching coaches or within the Astros organization about how you're going to fill up all these innings in 2021 after a short season in 2020? Well, I have a number of people in the major leagues, which uh, who I talked to uh, a couple of names, Derek Johnson, Wes Johnson, Derek with Cincinnati, Wes with, uh, with the twins. And we've talked about this at length. Uh, I think one of the biggest problems you have is when you, when you talk about workload, everybody thinks that, uh, uh, everybody thinks, well, we're going to ramp up from, uh, let's say, uh, the 40 innings that Rikidi threw last year, and now we're going to expect 120 to 130. That's a large ramp up. Uh, so there's two ways of looking at this. You can either you can either worry about it and 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 keep uh, keep workloads down, uh, 
Uh, I'm on the other side of things. I think that pitchers can adapt to the workload uh, if we watch what they do in between. Uh, the number of pitches, the stress innings that guys throw. So there's two ways of looking at you. You monitor the workload and, and say, okay, we're not going to let somebody throw 30% above what they did the year before. If we did that, uh, we wouldn't be able to complete the season. It's going to take I did the figures the other night. It's funny you should ask about it today. If we play 162 games and each game is nine innings, which is not going to happen, but there may be some extra inning games, that's over 1,480 innings that we have to cover. And uh, right now, if I conservatively gave everybody a 30% bump or even a 50% bump, we'd still come short by about 400 innings. And that's going to have to come from somewhere. And that's where that's where our depth and our, our guys that are going to be in Sugarland are going to have to step forward and and help carry the load. There's going to be a number of pitchers that the Astro fans are going to see this year. Yeah, in a normal season, you hardly, you'd never see a whole rotation stay intact for a year with just five starters. And obviously, in, in this kind of situation, you're going to see a lot of different people. I would think get starts. You mentioned the the five key guys earlier uh, with Urquidy and with Robber and with um, Granky and McCullers, obviously, and Christian Javier. Who else might we see? Uh, get starts at some point this year. Where does a uh, uh, Josh James or an Austin Pruitt fit into the mix, and who else might we see uh, possibly get starts other than those four or five you mentioned? Well, the two names that you mentioned are both rehabbing right now. They're not, they will not be with us in spring training. Uh, they uh, they're still rehabbing, doing quite well, doing very very well. Uh, I think I expect Josh James with the, the surgery on his left hip, and looking back at the struggles that he had, I, I really think that that uh, the left hip instability really affected his control. And I think uh, in Austin Pruitt is coming along fine. I think we'll see them sometime in May or June, hopefully. Uh, as far as the other guys are concerned, obviously I have, I have, I have, I have big hopes for a rebound from Brian Abreu this year. He's got himself in tremendous physical shape. Uh, he, uh, you know, after his first little bit of success at the major league level, uh, one thing that young guys uh, don't realize is that, as you well know, it's a lot more difficult to stay in the big leagues than it is to get to the big leagues. And so he's got himself in tremendous shape. I think Forrest Whitley's doing very, very well. Uh, I expect to see him this year. Of course, Belak can help us in that regard. Uh, uh, Garcia. And then there's a slew of young guys, the Ivies of the world and uh, a bunch of other guys that, uh, that I'm hearing great reports from our, uh, from William Murphy, our pitching coordinator, who's now going to be with our big league staff. So I'm, I'm excited about the young arms. There's a, there's a stable of, uh, of really good arms and, and good kids that uh, that fans are going to be excited about. There's this is kind of a kind of a new era a little bit with the young kids coming up. You know, it's uh, I've been blessed as a pitching coach to have the Keikels and the Verlanders and the Coles and and all of these guys. Uh, and uh, now we just have a, a new group that we're going to going to work with. Yeah, and not many pitching staffs can lose a, a Verlander, Cole, uh, a, a Morton, and a Keikel like you have the last few years and still end up uh, where you were last year and in the past years. Strami, you mentioned of those young players, uh, Brian Abreu. He, to me, is very intriguing. A guy who two years ago you thought highly enough to put him on the postseason roster. And then last year, kind of a step back where other guys may have passed him on that rung uh, of the ladder to get uh, to the major leagues. But you mentioned him as a starter. You've, we've seen him as a reliever. Do you look at him as a starter if uh, in 2021? Yeah, the thing that we're going to have to be aware of is uh, – if one of the starters goes down, uh, how do we replace him? So when we go, when we when we have internal talks concerning our pitchers, we we need to determine can a guy go from starting in Sugarland to uh, helping us in long relief, let's say at the major league level. Um, 
I think it's easier to do that than if we put them in the bullpen and ask them to start. Uh, we try and keep them built up a little bit, but there's going to be there's going to be movement up and down. And I think what Brian Abreu did uh, was the realization. I think he was a little bit embarrassed by last year, and I think he uh, he took it to heart to get himself in great physical shape. He's moving much better right now, and uh, I just I just love his breaking ball, and uh, and I, I I do think that he eventually will become a uh, top line starter with the first division team. Fred Strom joining us on Astro Line, presented by Carbach, as the Astros have pitchers and catchers report today for the first time in West Palm Beach, Florida. Uh, Strom, we've talked a little bit about the starters and covering all those innings, and uh, it was a great stat you gave where you would still be short even if you bump guys up thirty percent. So that means a lot of uh, the innings are going to fall on your bullpen, and and your bullpen has really been. Uh, Boyd this year by some acquisitions. I, I look at some of the guys who contributed last year, and then you bring back Joe Smith, uh, you add Ryan Stanek, you add a Pedro Baez. It looks like your bullpen is really in pretty good shape going into 2021. Yeah, the big thing about the names that you mentioned, and all of them have pitched in high leverage situations, and that's that's important. Okay, uh, you know we we all we know that not all outs are created equal. There are some outs in a game ball game that are more important than others. Uh, not that it'd be little the 27 outs that you need to win a ball game, but when we get toward the end of the game, we have a number of, of options with Presley, uh, Baez, uh, Stanek, as you mentioned, Joe Smith, who is, you know, really has had a great career. I was looking at his stats the other day, uh, the number of appearances, his ERA, uh, Baez, the same thing. I think I got high hopes for Stanek as a rebound candidate this year. Uh, the biggest thing we're going to is, is encounter is, uh, is kind of the middle relief or long relief roles, because many of these guys are uh, one to two inning type people. Uh, Rayleigh would be in there, um, and Taylor. Uh, and then we have Parades, we have Scrub, we have uh, a, a host of different people that uh, are going to have to step up and, and provide some uh, some length for us in those games that get away from us. Uh, so uh, it's going to be a challenge, uh, and that's why uh, the Sugarland team, and even on down from there, there's some quality people going to be pitching in Double A also that uh, they're going to be relied upon to, to get us through this season. One name I failed to mention, he's very similar style-wise, maybe even a little lower as a submariner than Joe Smith, is Steve Ciszek. He's a veteran who's been around a little bit. That's unique to have a couple of righties that throw submarine style. Does he have a chance to be, make an impact in 2021 as well? Well, there's no question. I think that was that was one of my bigger impact uh, uh, moves this year. You know, I recruited, I, I helped try and recruit Hendricks, I lost out on Hendricks. I lost out on Hand. Uh, uh, I have spoken to Rosenthal a little bit because he's a friend of mine from the Cardinals organization. But Ciszek uh, uh, is, you know, he's got 130 plus saves. Uh, this guy is a, is a, is a, is very unique in his delivery. He actually, uh, to refer to his delivery, he actually throws from a slightly higher arm slot than uh, Joe Smith does when you look at it on video. But uh, he's he's been an impact pitcher. And uh, we're really happy to have him on board and to, to get him involved. You know, he, he lives pretty close to close to the complex here. And I think he saw an opportunity with a very good team to uh, to get back to where he was in 2019. I think last year was a, was an aberration. He pitched very well in spring training 1.0 and then struggled a little bit for whatever reason in spring training 2.0 and never, never got off the mark. So uh, uh, very grateful to have him come on board. I know the other teams were interested in him and also. Brent Strom, our guest tonight on Astro Line, presented by Carbox. Strom, you've mentioned a couple of these guys already. You, uh, Luis Garcia in the mix, and only Paredes. I think um, Andre Scrub pitched as well. And I'm referring to Game Five of the of the ALCS against the Tampa Bay Rays, 
you guys were in an elimination situation. You start Luis Garcia. The first four guys in that game were all pitchers who had never pitched in the major leagues before. In an elimination game, trying to continue your season going to the World Series, your fifth pitcher was Brooks Raley, who had just a little bit of Major League Baseball experience. For you to be in that position and get to a Game 7 of the ALCS with all the young guys you had to go through last year, I've got to think of, of all the years you've had, You've had a lot of prideful moments, but that had to be a big one, knowing what you did with a young group who had trouble throwing strikes for the first month or two of the season. Yeah, you know, we, our backs were up against it a little bit. We needed, we knew if we get to game, if we get to game seven, uh, that we'd have McCullers uh, available to us. Uh, and I, they did a great job. Garcia, I think, got out of the uh, one inning with a bases loaded situation, got a fly ball to get out of that. And we got a couple runs on the board, which kind of, eased it a little bit and each guy did a tremendous job. I told all of them they should be very proud of what they accomplished, uh, but not to rest on this thing because the league's going to make adjustments to them and they need to make adjustments back. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just like, you know, we, we had a shot. It would have been great. It would have been great theater to, to win game uh, seven. Uh, you know, we had Granke warming up in the ninth inning. Had we tied it up in the ninth? Um, we had Framber Valdez warming up in the, in game six. Uh, and then all of a sudden the, the, the just the the bolt that uh, Correa hit for us to to send us there it was uh, it was uh, I get goosebumps it kind of the hair on my arms kind of go up when I think about it a little bit and uh, and uh, so it was a tremendous uh, tremendous accomplishment we came up short we we should take pride in what we've accomplished the last four years or so but uh, I think we have a good enough team to come back again and uh, and, and be knocking on the door. Brent Strom, our guest. We're going to take a break right now on Astro Line presented by Car Box. And when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about the starting rotation. Zach Cranky, Lance McCullers, Robert Valdez coming off a great year and others as we roll on on a Thursday night. Looking for a great place to bring your friends and family? Head on over to Carbach Brewing for some fresh craft beer and damn good eats. With our on-site restaurant and sprawling beer garden, there's always something for everyone to enjoy. So grab a Love Street Blonde or a Hopadillo IPA and kick back and relax. And keep up with all of our events by following us on social media at Carbach Brewing. Follow all of the off-season action on Asherline and come see us at the brewery for a cold beer seven days a week. Discover the Palm Beaches. Experience legendary hospitality in Florida's golf capital with special rates at the area's best resorts. Miles of uncrowded beaches stretch from Jupiter to Boca Raton. Small cities and beach towns are waiting for you to explore. More than 160 sun-soaked golf courses are inviting you to play. Start planning your next trip at thepalmbeaches.com. Welcome back to Astro Line, presented by Carbot. And we are so happy to be joined on the day that pitchers and catchers report by Astros pitching coach extraordinaire, Brent Strom. Stromy, uh, you've got some interesting guys in your starting rotation. We'll start at the top. Uh, Zach Greinke acquired a couple of years ago, midseason. You had him for a full year last year. Now that you're going into your second full spring training with him, even though it's been COVID-related, I've got to think this is a unique personality that you've gotten to know a lot more as time has gone along. What do you what do you know about Zach now that maybe you didn't know when you first acquired him? Well, I know that I'm overmatched when I talk to him sometimes. You know, it's, uh, <laughs> I told William, I told William Murphy, our new addition, our, our coordinator, who's going to be with us at the big league level, that he has one job. If he's in the dugout, he's got to make the trips to the mound to talk to Grinky whenever there's any trouble. Because when you go out there, it's uh, it's kind of an interesting uh, interesting dialogue. I read a piece the other day. Uh, catcher went out to talk to Grinky 
in a in a crucial situation, and and Branky wanted to make a uh, a fantasy football trade in the middle of the uh, <laughs> the at bat. So that's kind of where his mind is. But uh, this is a Hall of Fame pitcher, and uh, you know he is uh, he's unique. But this is a tremendous, tremendous athlete with tremendous feel. I've never been around a pitcher with better feel for pitches and and being able to do things with the ball. Uh, great feel for speeds uh, and uh, just uh, a, a very unique. Uh, and I, I just I feel blessed to to be able to you know I, I learn from this guy you know on the pitching side of things and he uh, uh, he's not afraid to voice his opinion if something if I if I try and pedal something that doesn't hold water uh, he'll let me know and I, I reevaluate but. Uh, you know, I'm hoping to get 200 innings out of this guy. He's uh, he's a tremendous asset to this ball club. Yeah, it sounds like a unique relationship in that, uh, as opposed to other pitchers, a lot of times the feedback you're getting from Greinke is more than you're going to get from other guys, and he has ideas, and he's not afraid to challenge you on certain things. And it's the only way you get better is when you start to, I, I take a step back and say, you know, you, you're probably right on that. I, I presented things to him, and he He's kind of looked at me without saying anything. It's a nonverbal communication. And right about then, I'll change the subject because I realize that he uh, he doesn't agree with me. <laughs> Your other guy at the top of the rotation, Lance McCullers Jr., has been here longer than anybody else in that rotation. And uh, Lance really developed last year coming off Tommy John surgery. It looked like uh, that changeup was as good as we've ever seen from him. And then the cutter came into play. How excited are you for what Lance might have in store in 2021? Well, you know, I was thinking back to our 2017 team, and we, we the only people still left on the on the field uh, was Alex Centron, uh, Gary Pettis, myself, Lance, and our four and our middle our infielders. You know, uh, where is everybody gone? You know, uh, it, it doesn't seem that long ago. Maybe because I I replay I replay the series so often in my mind, and uh, while it's uh, uh, you know it's a fond memory, Lance McCullers. In Game Seven of the ALCS in 2017 against the Yankees, I still look at that scorecard and I see 24 straight curveballs, and I thought I was I thought I was dreaming. Uh, and while you mention these other pitches, I, I do want to reiterate that this guy has one of the great curveballs in baseball. And uh, and uh, while he's developing his other pitches, it reminds me of what the Whitey Herzog once told me when I was with the, with the uh, when I first came up with the Mets, and he was a farm director for the Mets, and he said. Uh, uh, pitchers should always uh, maintain their strengths while hitters need to work on their weaknesses. Uh, this is something I always remind uh, Lance about is do not forget your strength. Uh, Bob Gibson maintained his fastball. Wade Wilhelm maintained his knuckleball. Um, you know, Burt Blylevin maintained his curveball. Uh, Lance McCullers needs to maintain that curveball because it is a plus-plus pitch uh, that has, has evidenced by his success with that pitch. And and I expect him to have a tremendous year this year. I, I, I'm going to go on a limb and say he's going to be in the in the top 10 in Cy Young Award, uh, Cy Young Award voting this year. I think he's going to, he's going to be that good. Wow. That's impressive. That's uh, and that's French drum saying Lance McCullers Jr. Possibly a top 10 finisher in the Cy Young voting for, for that to happen. Lance knows this as well as anybody. He has to pitch a complete season and at times that has been an issue for him. So I think for him coming off Tommy John to do what he did last year, he had a little bit of a hiccup, but it wasn't really related to the TJ he's got to be um, excited to try and get a full season under his belt and maybe get to that 150 or 60 inning plateau. Yeah. You know, the, the one game in Arizona last year kind of, kind of tore him up a little bit. And uh, so you saw the higher than what he would, would have liked ERA. I think he ended up in three, nine something. 
but uh, you take that game away, he was very, very good. And I think the further he gets away from the TJ, TJ surgery, the better he's going to be. He's, he's very confident and, uh, and, and knows that he's, he's, uh, he's not a uh, secondary piece right now for this, for this pitching staff, you know, behind the, the big guys that we've had in the past. He's a, he's a main cog, and, and he's very competitive, and he wants to do well, and I think he will. Well, speaking of Tommy John surgery, I have to bring this up whenever Tommy's on with us. Tommy John had the first Tommy John surgery in forever. His career, which was brilliant, has always been overshadowed by the fact that he had this surgery. Had he not been moved to the Dodgers, who knows? We might be talking about Brent Strom surgery. You were the second guy, right, Stromy? Yeah, I was the second guy to ever have Tommy John surgery. I remember the late Dr. Curlin and Dr. Joe were excited to do the surgery. It had been a while since Tommy did it, but the difference was uh, they must have done a brutal job because Tommy won 288 games and I won 22 in my major league <laughs> career. So uh, I, I, I don't know if they were under the weather when they did my surgery or not. Uh, but no, you were, you were had a brilliant uh, career in life in baseball. I want to get back to the Astros rotation. Uh, we mentioned the top two guys, probably the number three guy slotted in based on last year. Or it could be Urquidy, but I want to talk about Fromber Valdez. Fromber, uh, what a 2020 he had. And you talked about in the last segment, teams making adjustments to guys. Fromber jumped on the scene last year with some brilliance. I would think teams are going to look to try and make adjustments on him. What are you thinking about Fromber for 2021? Well, you know, each year I had picked Fromber to be my pick to click the previous year. And, uh, and uh, he, he didn't have the command or the, he wasn't ready for it. You know, as much as we as coaches uh, like to think a guy's ready, people will come when they're supposed to come. Okay, there's no, it's their timetable. It's God's timetable. It's not mine. And, uh, and last year, Framber really picked us up. I, I think he threw a total of, I want to say 90 innings, if you count the playoffs or so, which was very good. Uh, well known for a plus-plus curveball. I mean, uh, I still reflect back on the ALCS and, and the Minnesota game coming in relief and, and, and what he did uh, really, really picked us up. Uh, he's, he's gained a ton of confidence. Uh, this is a case where uh, he worked extremely hard before he came to camp last year. And, uh, uh, and he has matured uh, beyond belief and uh, the sky's the limit with this guy. This guy has a very strong arm. He's very resilient, um, takes the ball, competes, and he's only going to get better. Okay. So, uh, I'm really, really happy to have this young man on our team. He was a great sign by the Astros. He was, he was an older kid that we signed out of the Dominican Republic. He's a family man now. I think he has two children. And, uh, and uh, just, uh, I, I think back to the curveballs he threw against Tampa Bay, particularly against a guy like Renfro. And I don't think Renfro came within a foot of hitting some of them. They were that good. What a year it was for Robert Valdez. A shortened season for Jose Urquidy, uh, but still a guy you know, when you look at him one time uh, as a scout, you might not see the brilliance, but you watch him over the course of the season. It's amazing how effective he is and how much command and confidence he has. What, what sets Jose or apart? Because it's not maybe the stuff, uh, but he seems to be a bulldog, huh? Or has command of, uh, of his pitches almost to the point where he throws too many strikes. And one of the, one of the things that we are going to work on in spring training is, when he does get ahead, which he does quite often, is to expand the strike zone. Uh, he has a reputation for throwing a lot of strikes, uh, and he continues to pump the strike zone. And this hurt him, if you remember back against Oakland in Dodger Stadium, um, 0-2 hurt, getting hurt 0-2, 1-2, uh, just throwing way too many pitches that are hittable. When his command allows him, I've often felt that if, if, you, can if you can throw a strike intentionally, you can throw a ball intentionally. 
and and this is what Urquidy is going to be working on. Um, nice change of speeds, well, good breaking ball, good changeup, enough fastball. Uh, may not rack up the strikeouts, but he induces a great deal of soft contact, and he's going to he's going to big a big part of our uh, of our future. Final guy in the rotation, Christian Javier, finished third in the American League Rookie of the Year voting in 2020, and including Blake Taylor and Oli Paredes. Uh, great job by by a first year guy. What are your thoughts about Christian Javier? Well, when I first think about Christian, I think of the invisible fastball that he throws. The, the velocity, people look at the velocity and and say, well, it's just very average, 91 to 92, occasionally 93. Uh, but this guy has an unbelievable, uh, what we call in the, in the baseball terminology, great hop to the fastball. It jumps on the hitters. It has a, uh, a uniqueness about him. And uniqueness is, is key for the pitchers. That's why you see a Joe Smith, a C-Sheck, uh, a Javier, uh, others around the league uh, that, that when you're unique and you're not like everybody else, you really stand out in your ability to get hitters out because hitters basically have a have an idea where the ball is going to be at what point in time. And if it's not the same that they're used to seeing all the time, you get a lot of swing and misses. He throws an elevated fastball uh, and a, a really good slider and uh, did a great job last year. I mean, to finish third like that, coming out of double A, this is a guy that came out of double A for us. And uh, just a quiet confidence about this guy. And uh, uh, we need to keep him healthy and uh, get, a, get innings out of him and uh, did a great job in the playoffs also for us. So it's, uh, uh, it's, a, it's a strong staff coming in. Again, health is going to be key and uh, getting the, the workload that's appropriate for them. Strami, I can't thank you enough uh, for the fans. When pitchers and catchers report, it's kind of like Christmas morning. So uh, thank you for the time, and we can't wait to get working again in 2021. We, uh, we look forward to what happens uh, this season. But thank you so much for joining us. Well, I appreciate all you guys. I appreciate the fans, and I appreciate the, the people that work uh, behind the scenes with this organization to help make all of our jobs better. Thank you. Okay, Blummer, that was Brent Strom, the Astros pitching coach. And – uh, one of the things that I heard and I couldn't quit thinking about and just a couple of conversations I've had with Brent Strom in the last month or so is he can't quit talking about Brian Abreu. <laughs> and we had a lot of conversations before last season excited about the prospects about Abreu because of what he flashed in 2019. But it seems like Brent Strom's right back on board with Brian Abreu. What do you think? I, I think he is back on that Brian Abreu uh, idea, and I also think maybe rightfully so because I think 2020 was a bit of a wake-up call, I think, for Brian yeah. and, for, and for all of us too because we I was in the same boat as uh, Brent Strom, and you and I have talked about it too where this guy, I mean, he looks like an Adonis, especially when he showed up in the big leagues, showed that electric arm, that power slider, and then we saw him in spring training. And again, you know, the broad shoulders, the height, the leverage he creates, and mm. the velocity he brings towards the hitter was truly impressive. And then we had that little bit of a break before uh, uh, summer camp started. And he did, he, you know, I don't know what happened, but he did not come back the same Brian Abreu that we saw earlier. He but wasn't in shape. What, well, you said it. He yeah. wasn't in shape, and no, it was he's obvious it. too. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's part of the that's part of the growing up process is recognizing your faults or your weaknesses oh, yeah. and being able to adjust on them. And hopefully, he has. And until we get eyes on uh, Brian Abreu, you know, it's it's up to uh, him to change our minds. And I think he's already changed the mind of of uh, Brent Strom, and rightfully so, because considering what what this team needs as far as innings pitched. You heard Brent Strom talk about covering 1,400-plus innings. 
you know, they're going to need an arm like Brian Abreu in that bullpen. If not, if they can stretch him out and put him in a rotation for a little while, they need that arm. Last thing I want to comment on is the Sugarland shuttle, man. We are going to see pitchers <laughs> going back and forth and back and forth. They're not going to have to lose their apartment and move or anything else. They just whip on down the same freeway I do to get to the ballpark. <laughs> but uh, I think they're going to have to shuttle these guys back and forth all summer long. Yeah. All I heard in that comment is, is that you are starting your own Astros Uber and you were going to take <laughs> these guys in your car. Get a chance to make some money, buddy. Little little side job for you, bringing these guys back and forth and get some inside info. We'll have to put a webcam in your camera to be able to record some of these conversations. Um, but yeah, I think that's a huge benefit for ha them having that, uh, you huge. know, the Sugarland Express going back and forth, uh, being able to shuttle these guys back and forth to get them in there because, you know, like we just said, you know, there's a lot of innings to cover. They do have depth as far as arms are concerned, but it's it, what a benefit to be able to have the convenience. Mm -hmm. uh, not just logistically or financially, you it's know, massive. I mean, that's a huge, huge asset to have. It's, it's basically, you know, it's, it's summer camp, uh, you know, exaggerated in Sugarland because those guys are going to be playing a minor league season. So they will be ready. They don't have to ramp anything up. They'll be ready to plug and play right there yeah. in the Houston fans. Get down to Minute Maid Park on February 27th for a look inside the Astros clubhouse. Usually held throughout the season, the popular clubhouse tours will only be offered this one time. Don't miss your opportunity to see where the players begin their day. Book your clubhouse tour today at astros.com slash tours. All right, you're listening to Ash Line. One more segment left. We'll hear from General, General Manager James Click. Uh, Jeff Blum and Steve Sparks here. We're usually at Plucker's Wing Bar, our buddies. Not this week. It's brought to you by Carbock Brewing Company. Back in a moment. Looking for a great place to bring your friends and family? Head on over to Carbock Brewing for some fresh craft beer and damn good eats. With our on-site restaurant and sprawling beer garden, there's always something for everyone to enjoy. So grab a Love Street Blonde or a Hopadillo IPA and kick back and relax. And keep up with all of our events by following us on social media at Carbock Brewing. Follow all of the off-season action on Asherline and come see us at the brewery for a cold beer seven days a week. Discover the Palm Beaches. Experience legendary hospitality in Florida's golf capital with special rates at the area's best resorts. Miles of uncrowded beaches stretch from Jupiter to Boca Raton. Small cities and beach towns are waiting for you to explore. More than 160 sun-soaked golf courses are inviting you to play. Start planning your next trip at thepalmbeaches.com. Get ready for 2021 by checking out the Astros team store in Union Station. Stop by Monday through Saturday for the latest Astros merchandise or call in an order for stadium side pickup. Visit astros.com slash team store for more information. And welcome back to Ashline, usually at Plucker's Wing Bar. This week, we're not. Uh, Steve Sparks and Jeff Blum here. You're listening to Astroline, the Astros hot stove show, and we're getting close. Pitchers and catchers ramped it up this morning. We can feel it in our bones. Blummer has a stocking cap on, uh, but he feels it in his bones. He's ready to go, and we're going to hear a little bit from James Click. A couple of things that James Click Blummer talked about uh, was this time last year, around March, they had a lot of lot more unknowns. They were telling the players what they can maybe expect and, and, you know, to stay in shape and all this stuff. But 
really, the, even the people given the message didn't really know what to expect. Yeah, no question. And I'm just thinking about the last time that I was here in uh, in March of a year ago and what we were telling the players at that point and what the case counts were in the country and the world at that point. And you just think about how much we've learned about the virus and best ways to keep ourselves safe and to keep the our loved ones safe. It's constantly changing. And, and that is something I think the group is, has embraced uh, better than, than I, I personally would have expected because so often we have to come in and say, hey, the, the thing that we were telling you for the past month or two, uh, we've got some new data or some new information or a new study. And now we think that we need to adjust off of that. Sometimes it's natural to get frustrated with that and say, well, why were we doing that for the past month or two? Um, but the group has been has been awesome about just saying, OK, you know, we're, we're continuing to learn. Uh, we're continuing to get better about the ways to keep uh, our, our players and our staff and our friends and our families safe. OK, Blummer, that was general manager James Click. Yeah. You know, when you are you know working in, in the business world and you, your leadership is giving you some vague details to start out your your current uh, situation, yeah. it, you know, it really doesn't instill a lot of confidence. But that's nothing against. James Click or the ownership of the Astros or Major League Baseball. There were just literally unknowns that they couldn't prepare for. But it seems like this season has a little more of uh, legitimacy to it in the sense that they're they're planning on a full spring. They're planning on a full season. So you have some things to anticipate. But I also think that, you know, James Click and his experience with the Tampa Bay Rays and dealing with, you know, some depleted starting rotations and the way they've handled pitching in Tampa Bay. So I think some of that experience uh, in working with Brent Strom and creating uh, an opportunity for pitchers to cover as many innings as they need this year is going to be interesting because of last season, 2020, where you didn't play a full season. Blubber, the Astros may not be done yet. I mean, they've reported to spring training, but James Click here says that we've got six weeks left until the season starts. Yeah, we still have six weeks until opening day, and we're going to continue to look to upgrade the roster and create some competition in camp. Um, we've accomplished a lot of goals that we set out for ourselves this offseason in order to put this roster in a position to compete for a championship, but we're never going to stop looking for ways to upgrade and a lot of times creating a little extra competition in camp is good for everybody. Yeah, and there's still plenty of free agent uh, uh, players out there, whether it be, uh, you know, outfielders or whether it be uh, bullpen guys. So I think there's plenty of arms and plenty of uh, things going on out there. And I think the market actually for free agents is still trying to, you know, settle itself or figure itself out. So there's opportunities out there, I think. And once you get closer to the season, maybe desperation sets in for some of these uh, free agents who want to get out there and play. And maybe the contracts are a little more conducive to what an organization wants to do as far as bringing a player in. All right, we're almost done here, Blummer. Uh, we, we talked about uh, last year, maybe the most indispensable player on the Astros was Martin Maldonado because no disrespect to Garneau or, or Stubbs. If Maldonado would have gone down, man, they were, they, they were going to be in trouble, but they addressed that. And that was one key that they got Jason Castro in the fold. So you got uh, veterans to, to catch on every, any given night. Yeah, no, I agree with you in the sense that you have a veteran, you have somebody who's comfortable in Houston, the Astro fans know uh, Jason Castro a little bit, but how about this? 60-game uh, season, you could abuse the heck out of Martin Maldonado like they did. Have him catch right. every game, just burn him out. Yeah. And I think now that we know there's a 162-game schedule, I think it's interesting they brought in a veteran, but I also think it's interesting that Jason Castro is a left-handed hitter, so maybe a little more of a platoon situation to split time for those guys and keep them healthy for the stretch run. Real quick, surprise player of the year this year. This is going to sound really dumb, but Jordan Alvarez. 
I mean, I I, I want to say it's going to be a mild straw. I want to say it's going to be, uh, you know, a, a guy like Baez who just signed, who's going to be that closer, hopefully at the back end of the bullpen. But for me, the surprise player is going to be Jordan Alvarez because in this stacked lineup, he may be the guy that absolutely just sets it off and drives in a ton of runs. For me, it's Yuli Gurriel. Last year, I thought he was a shadow of himself. I didn't think he was anywhere near what we uh, had become accustomed to. So mine's Yuli mm-hmm. Gurriel. Well, Blummer, thanks a lot for joining us. A couple of Cubanos going at it. I like it. I know. I know. That's our I surprise know. picks. All right. I want to thank our studio engineer, Josh C. Of course, Matt Boltz, our, our engineer, who's always taking care of us. Blummer, thanks for doing this. Uh, you're listening to Ashline. Spring training back up and running 2021. The Astros getting ready. Looking for a great place to bring your friends and family? Head on over to Carbach Brewing for some fresh craft beer and damn good eats. With our on-site restaurant and sprawling beer garden, there's always something for everyone to enjoy. So grab a Love Street Blonde or a Hopadillo IPA and kick back and relax. And keep up with all of our events by following us on social media at Carbach Brewing. Follow all of the off-season action on Asherline and come see us at the brewery for a cold beer seven days a week. All right. Questions um, for Steve Ciszek. First, uh, Chandler. Hi, Steve. Um, good to meet you, I guess, via this way. Um, can you kind of just uh, take us through how this opportunity came about and, and um, you know, how you're approaching it as a non-roster guy that's kind of trying to make the, the club out of camp? Sure. Um, you know, I was, I've always had my eyes on Houston. Um, you know, I, I live in Jupiter in the off-season, uh, so obviously having spring training here would, you know, would be nice. Um, but then you add on the fact that more importantly, the team's really good. Um, you know, you have Strom's a pitching coach. I hear awesome things about him and awesome things about Dusty Baker. I, know I did my homework on everyone and, um, everyone has great things to say about the two of them. So it'd be an honor to play for them. Um, so yeah, you know, team's really good proximity. We have a lot of uh, friends in Houston as well. Not that uh, it really, I guess, doesn't matter this year, but, um, like I said, it's just, it's always been in my radar to have an opportunity to play here. So, you know taking an NRI was, you know, felt, felt pretty confident with it. So Brian McTaggart. Um, it's been a couple of years since you were, I guess, in a, a full-time closers role. And there seems to be some, uh, you know, ambiguity about the closing situation here. Is that something that you think you, you can compete for and it can, can still do and, and help this team in that role? Yeah, sure. If, if, you know, if I'm feeling, if everything's clicking, um, like I expected it to be, uh, I feel like I can pitch in any role, you know, kind of did it with the Cubs, um, last year was a little bit different. I kind of, you know, I struggled quite a bit last year, but, uh, you know, down, you know, with the, even coming out of Miami, you know, closing in Seattle, I had a, I had the hip issue, lost the job to Edwin, um, who's insane. I mean, this stuff is incredible. Um, I still feel like I can, uh, I can still pitch in the ninth inning. Um, and like I said, if everything's clicking, uh, I, I feel like I have no excuse to get three outs in, in any given inning. And, I always treated, you know, if it was the fifth, sixth, seventh inning as if it were the ninth, uh, just to be able to, you know, pass the baton to the next guy in the bullpen. That's how I kind of tre- treated it over the years. Jake Kaplan. You mentioned last season struggles. Um, what wasn't clicking for you last season and what are kind of your priorities in spring to, I guess, quote unquote, fix whatever wasn't working last year for you? Yeah, actually, I've been working on it all off season, um, working with Brian Kaplan at um, at Crusty Sports Performance uh, this offseason quite a bit. And uh, we, we noticed, well, I noticed last year, um, you know, a month into the season, which is halfway through the year, that my arm slot was like six inches higher than normal. 
I was landing across my body and really I was cutting the, I was cutting my two seamer. So it was just had a different rotation to it. So it was staying just straight on a flat line uh, and it was getting crushed. And that's the first time in my career that my two seamers got hit that hard. I've been hit hard plenty of times, but not on a consistent basis like that. So obviously it was a wake up call, like, all right, something's not right. You know, I try to make the adjustments and by that time, you know, it's half the season's already passed. You know, it's a two month, two month season. So uh, this offseason, I really try to focus on getting my arm slot back down, getting my hand in the right position uh, for my sinker and um, letting the slider come back through. My slider actually had a lot of depth last year. That's what I was trying to work on all during the COVID thing is getting depth back on my slider. Unfortunately, the reverse side is I was cutting my, my fastball. So um, like I said, I've been working on it, you know, quite a bit this offseason and hoping that it translates during you know, when we pitch in some games here. Every uh, new pitcher that, that comes to the Astros, they always talk about kind of the meeting they have with either Brent Strom or the analytics guys. Have you had that meeting yet? And kind of what, um, if you have had it, kind of what have they shown you? What have they told you about what they want you to do with your repertoire or anything like that? Um, you know, honestly, our, our best meeting we've had was the one that um, I had the phone call with them a couple of weeks ago. And uh, I, I talked to another team. And then the next day I talked to the Astros and Strom. And um, I, I, as soon as I was done talking, uh, with Strom, I called my agent and said, all right, let's, let's make it happen. You know, this, this is exactly where I think I can fit in here in, in terms of what he was telling me, um, things that he wants to work on this spring, obviously, you know, my arm slot and stuff and um, getting my slider back to where it was a couple of years ago. He seemed like he had a plan for all that. Um, I, I just talked with him today briefly, so we haven't quite gotten into it. We're still getting the flow of things, but the conversation on the phone was kind of the, um, you know, the big meeting I felt like, you know, I had, and I was impressed with everything he had to say. He's, he's like, he's a combination of old school and new school, you know, with the numbers, he can give you all the information you want, but he also respects the old school guys that just go off feel. And that's kind of what I am. Uh, obviously the numbers helped me out to show me what I was struggling with last year. So I'm thankful for that. But once I get those numbers back, it, um, then it's a matter of feel. So he's able to do both those things. Um, I liked hearing that. Uh, so that's, you know, that was a huge deciding factor too. Have you gotten a sense of the, the vibe around the, uh, the team so far? I mean, it's, uh, still a team that's window is very much open to contend and, you know, pick to win the division. You've been able to, uh, you know, sense what the expectations are as you, as you start camp up yet. Yeah. I know I talked a bunch with uh, Joe Smith. He, he started training at, um, at Cressy sports a little bit uh, the last few weeks. And, you know, he just tell me, I just, you know, like I said, I like to do my homework on places that I could end up. And he's just talking about how tight knit and how close the locker room is how laid back it is and guys, but guys want to get after it. And none of the shows, this team's been successful for what, you know, six years now, five years. So uh, whatever it is, I remember when I was with the Mariners, you know, the Astros were the force to be reckoned with. So um, yeah, it's no surprise that, you know, I hear about these guys and how they get after it, how tight they are as a team. Um, that's, you know, that's the type of locker room that you want to you know, be a part of is, a, you know, like a family setting. So um, on top of that, like I said earlier, just hearing great things about Dusty, uh, and obviously he's legendary. So um, that's just the icing on the cake to be able to hopefully play for uh, Dusty during the season. Yeah. How, how, close, um, how close are you with Joe Smith? Um, do side armors kind of stick together? <laughs> I guess we have our own little fraternity, but, you know, we've, we've talked briefly in passing, you know, as he's walking to the bullpen and I'm walking to mine. And the same with, uh, you know, Ziggler, um, Darren O'Day would come up to me. You know, we talk a little bit before games and stuff. So, because um, it's funny, uh, when I saw him at Cressy's, I couldn't put a with a mask on and stuff. I couldn't put a uh, 
couldn't figure it out. Like that guy looks familiar. And he came up to me and, you know, introduced himself. I'm like, Oh, you, you know, I've watched plenty of video on you. You know, we always try to bounce. Um, we always watch each other's video. I'm sure. I mean, when I was with the Mariners, I went from the national league to American league. So I'm watching how Joe and Darren were getting guys out um, that I would be facing like Orioles or whoever. So, I mean, we were always bouncing video off one another, whether we interact or not. You know, I feel like we, we all know each other uh, well for that, um, you know, with that regard. Have you ever been in a bullpen with another side armor before? It seems kind of rare to have two in, in the same bullpen. Um, not really. The closest guy I can think of off the top of my head, well, two guys is Pat Vendetti, but he threw with po- both arms. Um, and then Archimedes Camonero was kind of sidearm, but he also threw 100. So obviously not very, you know, not very close. Um, you know, we don't have very similar styles. But Joe and I, I mean, he throws from a lower arm slot. He does, he does a lot different. He does some different things than I do. And uh, so I feel like we can complement each other for sure in the bullpen. Nope. All right, Steve. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. All right, it. guys. Thank you so much. All right. Questions for Martin Maldonado. Hey, Molly. Um, the assigning of Castro, how do you think that's going to affect you? And is, is that something that, um, you know, you would, you would talk to them about or they reached out to you about, said, hey, we're going to sign this guy and to get your feelings on it before it happened? Yeah, they did. James, um, the GM called me probably like a, I said like a month before they signed Castro, and uh, we had a really good conversation about it. Um, you know, I think Castro gonna give us um another leadership behind the plate. Guys have been here, been in the building for so long. Um, it's about to, you know, to talk, you know, work together, get the best out of our pitching staff, and uh, you know, be a unit. You know, just that's the only reason. We had the same goal, used, used to win games and um, um, help each other to, you know, to get the best of our pitching staff. Chandler Rome. Hey, Martin. Um, what, what were some things this offseason that you focused on? I know last last year you, you kind of used the offseason to trim down a little bit, get in better shape. What was kind of your offseason focus this year? I sure it was maintain my weight. Instead of get stronger, um, working on my defense, working on my hitting, just put them on like normal, you know, nothing different than tell them and take my weight um, where I was last year. Adam Spillane. Martin, did you know Castro well before he signed? Um, no, actually, well, just you know, play against him, just always say hi, you know, first I bet. Um, other than that, it's the first time, first day that we we talked to we talked to um, each other by a text after he signed. But after that, it's the first day, you know, that they know each other better. What what type of have with the rest of the catchers? Just about pitchers and and in working with pitchers and things like that. Can you repeat the first part of them? The question, please. What, what type of discussions do you have with the other catchers on your roster, especially someone like Castro, just about dealing with the other pitchers? Um, I should have – we haven't talked about that yet. Um, tomorrow going to be some bullpen. So after we got the bullpen, we kind of sit down and talk about how the guy looked. Um, after first bullpen, just to tell it, helping to know those guys, um, those guys that they, they, they haven't caught, just try to get – um, let him catch those guys, you know, align the bullpen just to get used to them and uh, have the same conversation, like how he look, how um, 
how he was, um, how the fastball command, how how the life on the fastball, all the stuff. So it's a lot. It's a lot of stuff that we can talk about, but just main thing just to knowing, um, make make him know the pitchers, the pitching staff. Jake Kaplan. Yeah, obviously last summer when you guys first started back up, the protocols were a work in progress with the testing and everything. I'm just flashing forward to now with with another set of protocols for this year. How do you feel about everything and, and everything that's in place right now for the season? Um, I would say pretty much exactly like how we felt last year, pretty more normal than last year because we wasn't used to it. I feel like now um, – you know, we're used to that. We're used to how how we're gonna do the testing done. So it's it's more easier for um, for us going. You know, especially as a player that we used to start start a routine. So just having that as a daily basis, we used to know uh, what time we should get here, what time we we can leave, all that stuff to get you know all, all the work that we have to do, especially in spring training. Jason Bristol. Martinez, the, uh, is your family in Houston right now? And, and if so, did they do okay with the storm? And was it, and if they are, was it tough leaving with all the power and electrical issues? I uh, should have they here with me. Um, um, you know, we're lucky enough that we wasn't there. Um, I know they're having a lot, of, a lot of friends, a lot of uh, have family there. So I know they're having a, a, a hard time right now. Just, you know, we keep praying for them. Mark Berman. Hey, Martin, you've uh, been to three straight ALCS with these guys. They've been to four all, all together with the changes that have happened this offseason. What do you think about where this organization is and the potential of what it can do this year? Um, we got the same, we same goal. You know, trying to get to the World Series, we got the same, pretty much the same team. I know Georgie left. Um, it was a big part of our lineup, but uh, overall, you know, we feel great. We feel Confident that um, we got a couple of pieces together. We got Alvarez back, and uh, you know I think we're gonna we feel the same way. You know, last thing is winning the World Series, and we don't accomplish that. I feel like we we didn't finish our goal. We got time for two more with Martin uh, Chandler. The the young pitchers last year gave you a lot of credit for how you were able to guide them and how you were able to help them along. What do you tell them this year, I guess, going into that, to their first quote-unquote normal season where hitters will adjust and they'll have to, you know, carry their, their performance through 162 games and not just 60? I haven't talked to them, but overall, you just tell it be the, tell it be the best part, you know, the best they can be being the self. You know, I think that, you know, I know it's a short sample side last year. It's a long season. Overall, it is, you know, they have to stay – Ready, they have to work harder just because it's a lo longer season. Overall, I think they just they're a talented guy that know how to you know they how to pitch and uh, it, it us to me and Cass to do you know to have to open them the best we can. All right, questions for Ryan Stanek, McTaggart. Hey Ryan, uh, have you gotten a chance to uh, come into a new team, just sort of soak up the vibe, or you get an idea what the, the vibe is like around this clubhouse? A team that you know expects to contend and has been to the ALCS four years in a row, and um, probably expects to go to the World Series again. Um, what's it been like so far, just in your brief time in West Palm? 
It's been good just being day one and first time really getting getting guys together. Um, seems like a really good group. Obviously, the groups are a little smaller, so I'm still trying to meet and mingle with everybody. But the focus is here. I mean, everybody just wants to win. That's that's basically the vibe that I've gotten right off the bat is whatever we need to do on the field, off the field, like training room, weight room, whatever, like everybody just wants to win. And that's that's a great environment to be in. Like that's that's obviously why why they've been successful and why this group has been good and been together for a while. Chandler. Hey Ryan, I'm wondering uh, in your, if you've had your meeting with Brent Strom yet or how much you've talked with him or the analytics guys, kind of what they've imparted to you about what you can maybe do differently with your repertoire or better. Or, Cause the Astros are kind of known for when a pitcher comes over, they can kind of tinker with some stuff and make them a little bit better. What have they told you in that regard? Um, we really haven't gotten into a whole lot of uh, specifics, um, really. Basically, like in my my bullpen work, I guess leading up to um, spring training and everything, we've we've talked and sent some video back and forth, and basically just kind of had some some little discussions about um, like areas to to work on, maybe some locations to work on, and just certain things like that. But the we haven't really had any like like sit down like. Um, real X's and O's meeting at this meetings at this point. I'm I'm assuming those will come in the next couple of days as camp actually gets going. Being being pretty light for the first couple of days, kind of feeling feeling our way through all the all the protocols and and the smaller groups at the moment. Mark Berman, Ryan, what's this like getting the chance to the opportunity to play for a guy like Brent Strom and, and of course the manager Dusty Baker? Oh, it's awesome! It's like like. Strami's been one of the best guys, best pitching coaches in the game for for a long time. So like that's that's obviously um, huge. Like the like what 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 they've been able to do with him and everybody's been able to do with the the pitching staff here over the past few years is is obviously not an accident. Like their their knowledge and their ability to convey information and relay the analytics and and basically interpret what you do best and enhance that is is obviously very very good and uh, they do it at a high level and that's that's super exciting and i mean dusty that's it's he's it's awesome it's it, he's seems like a really great guy really great guy a couple of times i've got to talk to him um obviously he's been around the game for a long time has tremendous wisdom in in the game so that's that's definitely a huge a huge plus nope all right ryan thanks man appreciate it cool. thank you all right, questions for Lance McCullers. Uh, Chandler. Yeah, Lance, I just wanted to make sure everybody in Houston okay, the house and the family did okay through the storm and everything. Yeah, so that's kind of my first thing I wanted to say. Um, hope that everyone back home in Houston is uh, getting through as best they can. Hopefully everyone's safe and uh, the power and their water will be coming back on. Fortunately for me and my family, we had to be down here in spring, so we uh, we, we missed the storm, but um, – Definitely thoughts and prayers um, go out to everybody in Houston and all of Texas dealing uh, with a tough time. So I'm here. We're, we're good. The house is, uh, is secondary. Um, you know, our, our thoughts and concerns are with the people back uh, going through the tough time. And then just how was your offseason? Um, was it a little more normal maybe than last offseason? Yeah, it was great. You know, uh, really the first offseason I got to head into um, healthy without any restrictions um, you know, last the previous off season, I was you know, the, our season was over, and I was still rehabbing well into November. 
And then with my rest period, um, everything got started a little bit late for me. And then obviously COVID and that up and down till summer camp. So um, I really got to get a full off season in. was very diligent with my work. I um, feel like I'm in a great place. So I'm excited for the season. McTaggart. Hey Lance, um, just kind of coming off that, do you think what's, what are going to be the challenges going from, you know, last year's shortened season to, you know, maybe throwing 180 innings this year in, in a full season and just physically what, how do you get yourself ready to be, try to do that? Yeah, I mean, honestly, you know, last season kind of sucked as far as just everything we had to, you know, deal with and um, the tough place that, uh, you know, we were in, um, you know, as a world, but um you know, this year it's going to be more of the same. We're going to be operating under a lot of the same, um, you know, protocols and all that stuff. But for me personally, last year, inning workload wise kind of worked out. Um, we didn't know what my inning limit or restriction would be. Definitely wouldn't have been, you know, what I threw. I was going to be able to surpass that by a good amount. But, you know, getting my feet wet and getting back into the season um, with that short season, getting, you know, the full amount of starts in and then getting a couple extra in the, in the postseason, I feel like it's going to set me up for a, a good 2021. And I'm fully expecting myself to to have a full workload and uh, be good to go for for the whole season. How about, uh, I wanted to ask you too about Jason Castro. Uh, you threw him a little bit coming up in, in your career. What do you think of uh, his return and what he can do for you? Yeah, I'm very familiar with Jason. Um, he's my catcher in my first two years in the big leagues. I'm very excited to, you know, work with him again. He's a great teammate. Uh, he's someone that I was, I was definitely um, sending some texts and, and things of that nature and hoping that we would land him. Uh, it's a great fit for our team. As I mentioned, he's a great teammate. He's very knowledgeable. Uh, he, you know, I'm no, I know he's happy to be back here in Houston. So uh, I'm very excited to have Jason back on board and have two um, amazing catchers with him and Maldi. Uh, Mark Berman. Hey, Lance. Alex Bregman said recently he expects you to have the best season of your career. He has all the confidence in the world in you going out and dominating. And I'm going to have a follow-up. What does it mean to you to hear those kinds of things coming from a guy like Alex? Yeah, I mean, Alex is uh, – he's my guy, you know. A lot of these – a lot of these guys in this team, you know, we – this is – these are, you know, family to me. The only people that, you know, I, I only teammates I've known. I came up with a lot of these guys in the minor league. So for my teammates to have confidence in me, it means a lot. And um, I think I've you know earned that confidence and respect from them just from the work that I've put in. And like I said, I, I fully expect me to you know be at the top of my game for for a full season this year. I, I'm I, I know I know I'm, I'm physically and uh, mentally prepared for that. Obviously, you guys have gone to four consecutive ALCS, two World Series. What are the expectations now? from your point of view going into this season? Yeah, we want to we wanna go back. We want to win a World Series. Uh, the goal doesn't change. I think we have the team to do it. Um, a lot of guys are going to continue to have to step up for us. Uh, we're going to count on our big boys. And we're, you know, Carlos, Bregman, Altuve. You know, we're expecting these guys to have great um, seasons this year. I'm expecting uh, a little three-way MVP race on our own team between those three. And then, you know, we're looking for um, the guys step up that did such a good job last year in the bullpen. You know, Paredes, Scrub, uh, Taylor, looking for Presley um, to have another huge year for us. And then obviously the guys in the rotation to just do kind of what we did and um, continue to give our team a chance to win. So we're expecting to be back there um, and expecting to compete for a World Series. 
Jake Kaplan. Hey, Lance. Um, in terms of the six weeks you're in Florida uh, on the mound, what are your priorities? What are you working on specifically uh, to get ready for the season? Yeah, I guess it'd be the, almost the same as every year, so to speak. Every year is the same, but it's different, right? Um, you know, I want, I want all my stuff working uh, 100% when, when I enter the season. A couple of years ago, I wanted to emphasize my changeup, and then my curveball kind of struggled. Um, you know, as I get into the season, then, you know, I wanted uh, other spring trainings. I really wanted to work on my control and all this stuff, and my velo was kind of lacking. So my goal for this spring training is to, is, is to ramp up and, um, be healthy and just uh, you know, every, every time I go out there, just add a new layer to my game. I'm going to get quite a few starts this spring. I'm hoping to get five or six uh, games in. Um, so I'm going to have time to be able to get my stuff sharp when that when that first game comes around. I, I want to be I want to be full go. I, I don't want to have any pitch, you know, kind of missing. Um, that's in a perfect world. Obviously, every start to start, things are better than others. But I want to go into the season knowing that um, all my stuff has been prepared and it's ready to roll. Greg Bailey. Hey, Lance, glad to hear that you and uh, your family are well. Uh, I know you talked about just sending well wishes to Houston. What has it been like to see some of the images coming out of this city? Uh, you, you've invested so much of, of your time and energy in Houston. What has it been like to kind of see the images? And is, has anything really struck you um, as very, very difficult to see uh, from where you are? Yeah, there's been some there's been some tragic losses. Um, I, I think the the stories that hit me the hardest are the stories where you know families are are, are passing away due to carbon monoxide poisoning, things of that nature. Just doing what they can to stay warm. Um, you know, I don't quite understand um, the power grid system and and how those things work. That's not what I do. Um, I just have a hard time understanding how it can be this many days. And can be affecting this many people. Uh, my power just came on last night for the first time since the storm hit. And I was already texting four or five people that I know in the Houston area, offering them to go stay in my home, you know, be able to just have the heat on, have water, um, do all that kind of stuff. So it, it's hard. I, I can't do anything from here. And I, I almost, if this situation just feels like we just need to, you know, have our power restored and, um, you know, uh, you would like these things to be avoided before they happen, but something like this, uh, you know, can never really happen again. Lance, you've been advocate for uh, people with pets and finding them homes. Do you have a message for people uh, maybe to try to, to take extra care uh, with their animals during all this? Well, it's bring them inside. You know, I know a lot of animals are, you know, quote unquote, outside animals or outside dogs, uh, you know, bring them inside. You know, if you're going to give them water, you know, just try to boil it if you can do the best you can. I mean, these are the times people are facing. I, I know I'm getting a lot of texts from people saying that their power is coming back on or it's rolling and they're getting, you know, power for some of the day. And, and you know, so just do the best you can. Um, you know, my pups are actually back in Houston um, with someone that, that, that we trust and uh, she's taking great care of them. They're in sweatshirts and, you know, they're all cuddled up and doing things of that nature. So just do the best you can. In these situations, um, you know, your best and um, is good enough. And, you know, just hopefully everyone can get through until um, the weather kind of warms up and which hopefully is soon. And, 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 you know, we get our power and things of that nature back. Thank you. Thank you. Jason Bristol. Hey Lance. Um, I know when Michael Brantley 
came back, you posted a message on Twitter. Were you riding that same kind of roller coaster that fans were? Is he, is he yeah. staying? Is he going? What was that like? You know, it's when the, when the off season hit, I, I, as sad as I was, I kind of had already come to terms that Georgie was probably going to be in another uniform. Uh, it doesn't make it any easier as a teammate and a, and a fan of his, but I kind of was like, you know, he's going to go get the contract he deserves and um, I'm happy for him. And uh, you know, it's going to be awkward when I have to face him, but you know, that's okay. But then, so when the George news broke, it was, it still sucked, but it was expected. And then I saw Brantley um, a, a report that Brantley was also going that same day. And uh, that kind of, it kind of broke my heart a little bit. And then um, I was like really sad actually. And then I, I was like texting Joe Smith and stuff. Cause I figured Joe Smith would have the scoop and um, then Brantley came back. So that was, that was really, that was really like pure emotion and pure happiness. We got uncle Mike back. He's uh He's a heck of a teammate. He's someone that you want around, and he's a great guy to have uh, in the clubhouse on your team. Obviously, his play has spoken for itself for the last few years. Um, he's a he's a he's a, an incredible big leaguer, and um, I'm I'm very happy to have him back. Thank you, Randy McAvoy. Hey Lance, a couple of the, the new guys have already hit on kind of the impact and I guess the relationship they're building with Brent Strom. You've been around him for now a number of years. Can you, can you talk about the impact that, that he's had on you? And it, do you feel like he's underrated with what he brings to a pitching staff from a teaching ability? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think, I think Stromy, you know, I think he, people, people know about Strom. And I think people are excited to come here um, to work with him and, and to work with our analytical department, things of that nature. I made, I was on a podcast the other day and I said, Strom, Strommy's best attribute is his willingness to, you know, take the, you know, take his, you know, kind of ego or, you know, whatever you want to call it out of it. He really wants what's best for the players and he lets you be you. And he tries to add a few things here and there along with Josh Miller. You know, he's with us. He's been fantastic since he's been with the big league club, you know, so these guys that we have here, they're really just trying to enhance everyone's game. They're not trying to change anyone. They're not trying to, uh, reinvent the wheel. They're just trying to do the best of what they know and what they've researched and what they understand with technology and all of, of that stuff to enhance you as a pitcher. And I think that's what um, his best attribute is. Someone who played the game during an old school time um, in baseball, but is able to adapt and still kind of keep that old school feel and understand pitching and, and the ups and downs of it and, and the pressures of it, but also be open enough to understand the, the, the new day technology and then, you know, kind of blend them both and, and then implement them with his pitchers. So uh, people know about strong throughout the game and uh, he's very well respected and he just tries to make you the best pitcher you can be, which I think is why people like him so much. Okay. And last question for Lance today, uh, McTaggart. Yeah, I was uh, sorry. I was just curious. Did you go to the Super Bowl? What? Did you go to the Super Bowl? <laughs> no, brother. My wife, we don't leave the house. <laughs> uh, we get out of the house for a walk, for a walk around the neighborhood. It's a, it's a good day. So you can't watch been, the Super Bowl uh, from your house. No, no, no. We live in Houston. I know, but I thought you spent some time in Florida. So no, no, no. We 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 popped in for the holidays, um, and then right before camp. But uh, you know, we uh, we 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 watched it. We watched it from home. All right, Lance. Thanks, man. All right, guys. Appreciate it. 
Looking for a great place to bring your friends and family? Head on over to Carbach Brewing for some fresh craft beer and damn good eats. With our on-site restaurant and sprawling beer garden, there's always something for everyone to enjoy. So grab a Love Street Blonde or a Hopadillo IPA and kick back and relax. And keep up with all of our events by following us on social media at Carbach Brewing. Carbach Brewing Company is the proud sponsor of Asherline.